I can't get off the theme that we've been hitting on for this year um, at all. I'm struggling to get off it at all. So I just thought, go with it. So that's what I'm going to do. We have, um, for those of you who haven't been here over the last couple of weeks, we've been digging into what the promises of God for 2017 are for us uh, prophetically. And then last week I started looking at the notion of how do we cooperate with the purposes of God for our life. I'm not going to repeat all of that, but I want to pick up some more just for a touch. And then I want to minister into some things because I feel like there's a... Um, there's a bit of a payload in spirit that the, the Father wants to download on us and um, I want to make sure we've got some time for that. Most, many of us would have heard of the sons of Issachar. Um, they are mentioned, I mean, they're mentioned a few times, but the key time that gets mentioned is in 1 Chronicles 12.32 and it says about, <clears throat> pardon me, it says about the sons of Issachar in 1 Chronicles 12.32 that they were people who, under, who knew the times and seasons and therefore what Israel should do. And that, that's what I want to dig into at the, at the moment because if we're going to cooperate with the purposes of God for our life, I believe one of the most critical things prophetically is to understand the season you're in because if you don't understand the season you're in, you don't know what you should do. And if you do something that is... For another season, it doesn't have the impact that it has when it happens in season. Now, what do I mean by seasons? I hear you ask. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Maximus. Good to have you. <laughs> so seasons in Scripture refer to a period of time where God has a particular purpose, intent, or activity, where God is doing a particular thing in a particular time. So the book of Ecclesiastes says, for everything there is a season. Turn, turn, turn. There's a song about that somewhere. Uh, for everything there is a season. And there is a time for everything under heaven. There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. There's a time to eat. And there's other times to keep eating. At least that's how I read it anyway. I may have twisted that a little bit, whatever. Um, in other words, a season is a period of time where God has a particular focus of his activity. And... The easiest way to say this is we're super smart if we get in on that. It's kind of as simple as that. And the sons of Issachar, it's just one verse in the whole of Scripture, but to me it's so profoundly pregnant with direction, with wisdom, and that is when you understand the time and the season, then you can know what you should do. If you don't understand the time and the season, then you don't know what you should do. And we've been talking into a corporate season since the beginning of this year. And I just, I'll highlight a couple of things that we feel this season's about. And, you know, we've, you've got the podcast for the last three or four weeks where we have unpacked it. But this is, a, this is a corporate season. And one of the beauties of being part of the body is you get the benefit of what God's doing in the body. See, because my arm is attached to my body, when I take a vitamin, my arm gets the benefit of that. If my arm is detached and over there somewhere... I'd probably feel like that, actually. If my arm is detached and over there somewhere, a bit like a Monty Python, you've got no arms left. Um, just a flesh wound. I've had worse. Anyway, um, sorry for those who don't like Monty Python. Um, my arm doesn't get the benefit because it's not attached. So the beauty of being part of the body and being attached to the body is you get to benefit from what God is doing in the body. Does that make sense? I don't think that's particularly deep. 
Um, so obviously, um, the encouragement to be connected to the body, to be connected to each other is, is huge. So knowing the season precedes knowing what you should do. And let me give you a couple of examples of some seasons. Because in life, we, ha- we have seasons of hiddenness. Seasons where God is doing more in us than he is through us. And these are legitimate seasons. And sometimes we struggle with that particular season when we've come out of a season where God's been doing lots through us. And we think, momentum, glory to glory, let's keep going up. Let's just, woohoo, yeah. And then all of a sudden the wind changes and we find ourselves in a bit of a wilderness and think, what, what, what happened there? In the natural, the season changes in a day. Sometimes that happens in the spirit. Sometimes it's a little bit more gradual. I'm, I'm not going to put a formula on that one, largely because I'm not God, um, in case you are unaware of that truth. Fairly sure you are aware. But hidden seasons are about foundations. Hidden seasons are about God going deep in you, about dealing with the character, um, about getting performance off us. And just getting us into that place of abandoned sonship where nothing else matters but us and him. Hidden seasons are like that. Uh, In the natural winter is that kind of a season. And if you understand harvest and, you know, the land, which I understand a little bit of, like there's dirt and sometimes stuff grows at different times of the year. That's, that's, That's about all I need to know at this point. But what I know is, you know, if you start sowing seeds in winter you're not going to get a great harvest because it's not, the time to, it's not the time to sow seed. The seed will largely just die. Um, if, if you wait to winter to harvest also, there may be a fair chance that your harvest has got overripe or has also died. So it's important that the, the right activity happens in the right season. So if you're in a season of hiddenness, you're in a season where God is trying to do more through you, uh, sorry, in you than through you, and you are pushing for manifestation, as in the actual outworking and demonstration of all of that stuff, you're going to get really, really tired and you're going to get really frustrated. And chances are you might get a tad bitter at God because not a lot's happening, no matter how much you try. Because sometimes we fail to understand the season that we're in. Then we can, so that hidden season's a time where God is doing more in us than he does through us. And then manifestation seasons are all about harvest. And one of the things I've learned, if you do the hidden seasons really well, the harvest is way more bumper. Because also in hidden seasons, you're meant to rest and recover. If you, if you overwork your land and don't rest your land, you have to use more and more, insert more and more fertilizer to get it to produce the same stuff. But when you rest the land, it naturally produces. Likewise, when we actually cooperate with rest seasons, it makes harvest seasons all the more fruitful. So manifestation seasons are about harvest. And if you try and rest during harvest, that's not really good either. That you're not going to get what you've sown. You're not going to reap what you have sown. So doing the same thing in a different season has a different impact. Sowing during harvest probably isn't going to work. Trying to reap during sowing time probably isn't going to work. You, you get the idea, yeah? Does, does that make sense? That's about as much of a foundation as I want to set for that. If you want to dig into this more, uh, Chris Vallotton did a message. It's on the Bethel podcast on um, epoch seasons and Kairos moments. And he unpacks this a whole lot more. And um, John and Lee and I were having a coffee, I think, last Friday morning. And we were kind of chatting over this. It was just really hitting my spirit. And then, man, we need to unpack this a little. Um, about this times and seasons thing. And then 
where was I? I was driving somewhere this week during, during this week and I saw that Chris had done something. I'm like, oh, and so I listened to it and it was, it was he, he uses the word, instead of epoch, he says epic, but not E-P-I-C-E-P-O-C-H. Um, but it was epic. It, it's, it's really worth listening to. If you're on the Bethel podcast, have a listen to Chris Vallotton's message on that because he's going to go into it a whole lot deeper. I kind of want to minister into it more than I want to teach into it. Have we kind of captured the idea that the key thing here is when you understand the time and season, you know what you should do. Different seasons require different activities. You, you try and rest in a manifestation season, you're going to miss a harvest. You try and reap or, or do the manifestation thing in a recovery or a rest season, it's just going to be hard work. And then the next harvest is probably not going to be as good because you're going to be exhausted when you should be refreshed. So there was a really clear sense prophetically that as soon as we came, once we hit 2017, it's like the, prophetically the wind changed. And I felt it brewing kind of through the latter half of 2016. Um, but as soon as we hit 2017, it's like the wind has changed. The season has changed. It's, an, it's a whole new day. I was even coaching the week before last. I was coaching one of my coaching clients. She's a you know, high-powered dudess um, in a three to 5,000-person organisation. Not saved at all. And it was the first time we'd got together this year. And I said, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling about the year? And she said, you know, there's just something different about this year. There's just something in the air. It just feels different. I feel hopeful. I feel excited. I feel expectant. And I'm like, did you get saved over Christmas? Is, is something happened there that I wasn't aware of? Should we be talking? But even a non-believer is feeling like the wind has changed in this year. And I'm like, well, if that wasn't a piece of confirmation, I don't know what was. Um, because pretty much every prophetic person I've read or talked to um, is feeling the same kind of stuff, and it seems like non-believers are believing the same stuff. Now, leading up until now, there are many, and if this doesn't apply to you, feel free to catch up on some sleep for a few minutes, and you'll feel a whole lot better when you wake up. Um, For many of us, the last few years have been a real recovery season. It's been a season for many where we've come out of, whether it be disappointing times, difficult times, Um, it's been a winter season and it's been much more hidden and it's been absolutely critical and important that that we rest and we recover and kind of find who we are again. That that has been an absolutely critical season. But knowing when that's shifted and it's time to start sowing again is critical. In other words, knowing when winter has turned to spring is really, really critical in the spirit. And... I want to tell you, the season's changed. The wind has changed. It's a whole new day. It's a whole new season. What is the, um, what is the corporate season? I've tried to summarise like four weeks of stuff into, into just a few things, just, but just in terms of flavour. It's a season of upgrade. It's a season of increase. And with that, what I feel is what was completely acceptable and okay in the last season, it's like there's been a line drawn and it's like, that's not okay anymore. That's actually going to undermine you. Some of, some of the stuff that has been okay to kind of carry around and, and let happen. And I, I actually don't feel to get really specific on that because I'm going to narrow it down to way smaller than what God's saying. I, just, I feel like just to throw that out there and let the Spirit interpret that. But there's some things that have been really fine in the last season and God's going, okay, it's time to draw a line in the sand. The wind has changed. The season has changed. That doesn't work anymore. And I'm not necessarily talking about sin or anything deep like that. Um, There are mindsets that have been great for a rest season but are no longer going to serve you well in a new season. 
Now, we never lose rest because rest is the foundation of everything that is good. Otherwise, we get into performance striving and we kill our own harvest. Don't go there. But I hope you understand what I'm saying is there's an intentionality of God in this season. If this is a season of enlarging and increase and us stepping into the fullness of who we are, that's a manifestation season, not a hidden one. And some of us have been really happy and comfortable in hiddenness and go, oh, this has been so good. And just like... Just like Jesus called to Lazarus, who was kind of in quite a rest season. You know, he was dead. <laughs> he actually said, Lazarus, come out. I feel like he's calling to us out of rest season saying, it's time to come out. It's time to come out of hiding. It's time to come out of that place where it's been kind of safe and it's been kind of nice for a time. But it was for a purpose with a beginning and an end. And the end has come. And it's time to step into the fullness of who you are. I believe that in this season, there is both an individual and a corporate focus. The past season, and you may have heard this a lot in, in our language from the front as well, we've been much more focused on the individual because many of us have, have and again, not all of us, but many of us have had seasons where um, we've kind of lost ourselves in the midst of the corporate or the, the needs of the corporate have kind of outweighed the needs of the individual, and sometimes that hasn't been done in a particularly good way. Um, and as a result, we've kind of lo we lost ourselves in the bigger picture, and this season has been about you finding who you are again, separate from that, so that you can engage at a whole different level, knowing who you are at a deeper level. D does that make sense? So there's been very much an individual part of the focus of the last season. But this season, there is an individual and a corporate focus. Now, what that means is that there's errors on either side. On the individual side, me coming alive at the expense of the corporate won't work in this season. Likewise, it's equally dysfunctional for us to put the corporate so much that it actually kills you as an individual. That's, that's completely dysfunctional as well. We're not going to go there. But I feel like there's a new season where the individual and the corporate are going to come together. And as we're willing to um, do that joy of surrender that Deb talked about at the last week of January, as we're willing to do that joy of surrender and sow ourselves into each other, into the corporate, we're going to find the kickback is we go to a higher place individually as well. Does that make sense? Um, the prophet Haggai talked about, um, he gave this kind of, Narky is the word I keep hearing, but it's, just, it's, it's not the greatest word. But this this pretty full-on prophetic word um, where he says, you know, is it a time for all of you to be living in, in panelled houses, which back in that time was really good. And like we think panels, we think the 70s wood, thin things, and it's just not cool. Back then, that was really cool. It was really in. Um, he said, is it time for you to be living in all your nice panelled houses while the house of God lies in ruins? He said, get up and start to build the house. And as you put the house of God first, in other words, when you build God's house, he will build yours. And I feel like that, that kind of thinking is coming back into this season without losing the individual, without saying you have to sacrifice everything you want for the sake of the whole, that's dysfunctional. But we're coming back to the place where as we all build the house and we all seek to serve and build each other, and that is our key focus rather than just me, and my destiny and my inheritance and all other things. When we look at us, then we individually go to a higher place. When we all sow into a fire, the fire gets bigger and we all benefit. That, that's the point. Does that make sense? But this time, in this season, it's not going to be I'm going to lose myself in the big. 
because, because of the past season, you know who you are at a whole deeper level. And therefore, you're able to engage in a way where you know where you stop and the corporate starts and vice versa. So I feel like we're coming into a much healthier balance of those two. But just me saying that is probably going to freak a number of us out because of part, what's the abuse of that in past seasons. Um, so it's a season of upgrade. It's a season of manifestation. Um, and it's a season where we hold the individual and the corporate together. And I said, when, when we did the Family of God series late last year, one of the things I said was, in the family, how you show up and even whether you show up matters. And I feel like that's becoming even more and more important in this season because you don't know, you walking in the door and just giving yourself in worship, you have no idea the impact that that has on the people around you. Sometimes all a person needs is that little bit of encouragement of seeing one person go for it and it's enough for them to break it open. You know, and there is also an anointing on the corporate. You know, when Jesus said, whenever two or three of you are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. In other words, there, there is a corporate anointing where things are possible that are not possible individually. That's almost worth a few weeks of unpacking it in and of itself. There are times when I've been ministering to people and I've said, okay, we're going to pray now, but on Sunday when the whole place is together, I want to pray for you there because I want to make use of the corporate anointing, which is much bigger than the individual anointing that any of us carry. Is that making sense? Okay. Here's where I want to really dig in and start praying for some people. There's two areas. One is this. When the season changes... You don't always know where you're going, but you do know where you can't stay. Abraham, Abram at the time, God rocks up and says, pack your bags, go. Where, oh Lord? Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> like, when? Soon. How do you know God's soon is an interesting answer. Um, Abram didn't know where he was going when God changed the season and said, get up, move from where you are and go. He didn't know where he was going. He just knew he couldn't stay where he was. And I feel like this is a really important word for a whole lot of us, an important one for us corporately is we don't know exactly where we're going. We don't know exactly what it looks like. We've got some ideas. But what we know is we can't stay in a season of hiddenness any longer. Okay, we can't stay in the season of recovery any longer. We have to step up and start moving. Or the harvest that is set ahead for us is going to be missed. And that would be a bad day. <laughs> One of the can't stays in this season, I believe, and th this is what I felt really, really strongly as I, as I was stirring over this week, is... One of the places we can't stay is where things are nice, they're good, they're okay for us, but there's not enough fire. That's a place we can't stay. That is a place we can't stay. And I believe one of the things in this season is for every single one of us individually and for us corporately to recover the fire at a whole new level. To find that place of passion, to find that place of fire at a whole nother level. Not repeating past seasons of fire, getting the momentum of them for sure, but there's a whole new I kind of thought that was a more exciting point than the response I'm getting. Um, but there is, it's not okay for us to stay in a place that's comfortable and nice and happy, but there's no fire. That season's over. It's done. What was acceptable in a previous season is no longer acceptable in this one. 
the disappointments of the past season and past seasons before the time of recovery. Many of us had seasons of disappointment, seasons of just bleh. That's a Greek word for something. Bleh. The disappointments of those seasons have got to be pressed. They've got to be processed healthily so that we can step into fire because disappointment is one of the wet... When it's unprocessed, it sits like a wet blanket over our heart and our spirit and it just... It takes our life and our energy and we just go, eh, can't be bothered. Yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. And someone says, come on in. We go, nah. What's the point? That's what disappointment does. Disappointment. What's the point? that's, that's, That's what it does. And for us to rise into the fullness of the fire of this season, if you kind of don't know where you're going, but you've got disappointment from the past, start there. Let's start processing that really, really well. If you've got pain from the past season, let's process that and get that healed really, really well. Because as you do that, you're going to come into a place where you're going to discover who you are all over again and step into a new level of fire. Now, one way to do that, to stoke that fire and find that fire, is to actually be together and stoke each other's fire. Where it says, um, the book of Hebrews says many, many good things. You know, he says, do not forsake meeting regularly together as some are in the habit of doing. But then it also talks about the, the word... The word in the Greek is like outdo one another in love. In other words, just stir each other up, provoke each other toward love, provoke each other toward fire. You can't do that in your lounge room by yourself, although stir your own fire there is good. It'll make it a whole lot easier to do it here. But as we start to stir the fire in each other, it naturally is going to come back at us. As we process the disappointment, the pain of past seasons we start to realise that a passionless life is not a kingdom life. And we actually hold each other accountable. Hey, where's your passion? Not, not in a performancey way, like, man, you've got to be pumped. got to be pumped. Everyone pumped? Is everyone pumped? Come on. Not that. Don't go there, please. No. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> okay? Can't be a superficial thing. But when we see the lack of fire, we don't go, come on, where is it? We kind of go, hey, what's happening? Talk to me. Let me pray for you. Let me love you through this. Let's get real. Let's do authentic together. Let's find it together. Let's not leave each other on our own. That's community. That's family. That's what we do for each other. I want to pray into that one in a moment. Now, there's one more thing that I really want to pray into. Um, as I was going through this, I was reminded about Issachar. We talked about the sons of Issachar and some really good friends of ours. Um, the, the wife of this couple is off the scale prophetic. Like, if there is a scale, she breaks it. She's just living in another reality somewhere out there. And we had lunch with them, and, she's, and she was talking to us about this dream she had where this angel, whose name was Issachar, came and appeared to her. And um, she's walking along the road, across the road from their church, and um, she meets this, this really big guy. Um, and he looks like he's going to their church. And, you know, she says, oh, do you go to our church? And he's like, oh, yeah, I go to your church. And at first she didn't realise it was an angel. And then she discovers, hey, this is actually an angel. And, you know, what's your name? And you, um, the angel's name was Issachar. And she started to stir into, what does Issachar mean? And the name Issachar literally means recompense. Recompense. <laughs> In other words, and 
I couldn't help but get the connection between the sons of Issachar and that dream and the recompense thing because we've had a recovery season. Before that, we've had seasons where we felt like stuff has been stolen, stuff's been ripped off, whether that's our confidence, whether that's our joy, whether that's our sense of knowing who we are and knowing what our purpose is. For many of us, that got ripped off in previous seasons. And I feel like the angel of Issachar is coming to visit and saying, this is a day of recompense. In other words, I am paying you back greater than that which was stolen from you in past seasons. And, you know, divine justice is a seven times greater return than that which was stolen from you. That, that's kingdom divine justice. When you get back seven times greater than that which was stolen. How many of you feel like you had stuff stolen in previous seasons? Let's stand. We, let's, let, I want to go after this. I really, I really feel the intentionality of God on this one. How many of you resonated with, I can't stay? When we said, I don't know where I'm going. I just know where I can't stay. And I can't stay in a place which is kind of cozy and comfy, but no fire. Anyone resonate with that? Okay, let's go after these two things. Let's start with the fire. And then I'm going to go after recompense. Let's reach out our hands. Now, this is a bit where I want you to engage. Okay, I can't do all the work for you here. I can do some, but I can't do it all. I want you to start to just put on your own lips, Father, I need your fire back. Father, I need your fire back. And just put it on your lips loud enough for you and him to hear, but just reach out. Say, Father, I need the fire. I can't stay. I don't know where, all of where I'm going. I just know where I can't stay. I can't stay in a place of no fire. I can't, even as I'm talking, just put it on your lips. Father, I need your fire again. I need your fire again. Fresh baptism of fire. Jesus said, so John the Baptist said that Jesus would baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire. And we talk all about the baptism in the Spirit, but we miss the fire bit. So Jesus, would you come and baptize us afresh in fire? Come and baptize us afresh in fire. That's really resonating. Come down the front right now. Let's pray for that. Let's not miss an opportunity. Otherwise, don't move too slow. When, when the Spirit's on something. Fresh baptism of fire, Father. Fresh baptism of fire. Fire return in Jesus' name. Fire return higher in Jesus' name. Fire return hotter in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, every disqualifying accusation, we break the power of it right now. Any disqualifying statement that says, I don't qualify for the fire, we break that right now because the fire burns all that stuff up anyway. Release fresh baptism of fire in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Ooh. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Increase, God. Increase your fire. Increase your fire. Increase your fire. Ooh. Blow on those coals in Jesus' name. Now, Paul said to Timothy, fan into flame the gift of God that is in you by laying on of hands. So just begin. If you pray in the Spirit, just start to pray in the Spirit right now because that is one of the key ways that we fan into flame the gift of God that is in you is by praying in the Spirit. So just begin to put that on your lips. More fire. More fire. More fire. More fire, God. Ooh, more fire. More fire. Fire in our hands. Ooh. Fire in their hands, in Jesus' name. Fire in those hands. Whoa. 
Oh, yeah, more, Father. More, 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 more. More. She can take more. Oh, oh, oh. More, Lord. More. Feel like soaking's going to take on a new dimension in this season. Just keep keep praying. Don't don't let my voice distract you. We we're used to thinking of soaking in water, but I believe we're going to learn to soak in fire, and that's a whole nother kind of soaking. Fresh fire, God. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Whoo. Fresh fire. Fresh fire and fire renews where, where things have got old and crusty and, um, and tired and dry. Fire comes in and, and brings renewal. And we start to see once the fire's gone through, you start to see the green shoots. So I just, I just call the green shoots from the fire. I call the new life. I call the new life. I call the new growth that could never happen without the fire. Bring it on. Bring it on. Oh, oh. There are intercessors that have, it's like you've dropped your, or, or you, you're kind of holding your sword tentatively because you've, you've prayed a lot of stuff and stuff hasn't come to pass and you're kind of going, have I got authority? Have I missed something? It, does that, is that resonating with anybody? Yeah. Okay. I want you to hold your right hand out or whatever your strong hand is. Okay, whatever, it's, if you're left hand and that's your, whatever your strong hand is, hold your strong hand up. If you're ambidextrous, both of them, why not? Two swords is better than one. <laughs> yeah, we just prophesy the swords returning in Jesus' name. And we, yeah, we prophesy where your confidence has been robbed, where your confidence has been stolen, where your, your confidence in the voice of God, your confidence in your authority to declare, where that has been robbed, where that has been stolen and ripped off. We call it back now in Jesus' name. We break those accusing powers of the enemy. We pull out the fiery darts of the evil one in Jesus' name that have caused accusation and particularly disqualification. And we say no more. We say that ends now. It ends now in Jesus' name. We break disqualification in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. More fire. More fire. More fire. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They'll be carriers of breakthrough the moment they walk in the room. Intercessors, your swords have returned. Your swords have returned. And I just see you kind of looking at it. It's actually a brand new sword. It's upgraded. It's better than the one you had before. It's shinier. It's sharper. But But there's a new lightness about it. Like it's a more dangerous weapon. Because you can, it's, it's so, you're stronger, but it's lighter, but it's more powerful all at the same time. So what used to be heavy to wield the sword isn't going to be heavy anymore. It's going to, be, it's going to have an ease because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Yeah, we're going to see happy intercessors all over again. We're going to see the joy return to your prayer room in Jesus' name. Whoo. Oh. Whoo. Yeah. Keep it going deep, Father. Keep it going deep. Keep it going deep. Keep it going deep. Yeah, more fire on that. Come on. Just keep that going. Now, who can who relates to that recompense word of stuff was stolen? Come come join out the front. If you're already out here, stay out here. And if you're already out here and that's not relating, stay here anyway, because fire is a big deal. 
coming out, feel free to crowd, be rude, push people out of the way <laughs> in a very nice, gentle way. Come on. If you've been, you feel like you, something was stolen from you, and it may be something physical, okay, maybe something relational, but, or it may be something emotional, internal, where you feel like your confidence is gone. Your sense of calling took a left turn somewhere. You had some bad experiences in church that caused you to go, do I, am I really up for this? Am I really up for this? Stuff in your world fell apart. And it's cost you. That's you. Just reach out your hands like you're going to receive something. Whoo. Yeah. Prophetically, we call in the recompense of the Lord right now. We call in the recompense of the Lord. Ooh, we welcome the angel Issachar to come and to deliver the recompense of the Lord. We declare seven times greater return, seven times greater return for that which was stolen from you. Seven times greater return, seven times greater return. The fire that you once knew, the passion that you once had, the ministry focus that you once had, that, that you feel like has, has let go. Ooh. Seven times greater. Ooh, seven times greater. Where joy has been stolen, seven times greater return. Seven times greater return. Seven times greater return. Seven times greater return than that which was stolen. We just break the power of confusion from past seasons in Jesus' name. We just say, Father, we're willing to let confusion go. We're willing to embrace mystery. We're willing to embrace the things we don't understand because we know that you are good. You are good, that your plans are to prosper us and not to harm us. Your plans are to give us a hope and a future. God, we only see right now and into the past, but you see the whole thing. And right now, for some of us, we feel like a whole lot of stuff has gone to pot. But you are the God who restores. You're the restorer of fortunes. You're the restorer of broken dreams. You're the restorer of lives. You're the restorer of everything that is stolen. We call it back now in Jesus' name and say, we will not be robbed in this season. We will advance. We will increase in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, joy and life will return. feel like we're going to learn how to cooperate with the Father at a whole new level. When He gives us a word, when He declares something over a season, that we know how to get ourselves into a place of joy and celebration before it even comes, and how to usher that in and for that to become more real. I feel like that's, that's, that's the biggest deal for this season. Whew. Yeah. And we're... we're 
where the voice of the accuser has latched onto bad experiences of the past. We just break that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We just declare that the past is under the blood of Jesus. It is a done deal. Is that, that's really, just say, I agree with that. Say the past is a done deal. It's over. It is a new day because He has said it's a new day. He has said it's a new day. You know, even if you right royally blew things up in the last season, it was entirely your own fault, which chances are that's probably not true. But even if that is the case, it's a new day. Because Isaiah 61 says that He came to declare freedom for the prisoners and release for the captives. So the captives were there because of what somebody else did, but the prisoners were there because of what they did. And Jesus declared release for the prisoners too. So even if you're captive because of something you did, you fit into the prisoners category. Isaiah 61, Jesus came to declare release for prisoners in Jesus' name. So we just declare that debt that you feel you owe, it's cancelled now in Jesus' name. The penance that you feel like you have to pay, because of what you have done, we cancel that in Jesus' name because Jesus has paid the price already. So there's actually no debt left. Yeah, so I just want to speak over everybody. Just um, You don't have to understand this. So I just want to pray a renewed, a renewed mind. So this is not something for you to cognitively and consciously have to understand. So if you're struggling at the moment because you're, you're trying to feel it, but you feel like your head's in the way, just put up your hand. I want to pray for you. If you feel like, I just, I just, I want to feel it in my heart, but my head's mm. too strong. Yeah, come on, put up your hand. Yeah, so right now we just, Jesus, we pray a renewed mind. We pray a renewed mind. We pray a stillness in the mind. And we speak to your hearts and say, rise up. Mm. Jesus, touch these hearts. Touch our hearts. And let's break off our culture that says the mind is king. Because the mind is not king. Jesus is king and he lives in our hearts. Romans 12.2 says, be transformed by renewing your mind. So just put it on your lips now. I just, Jesus, I just give you my mind. I, I let you touch my mind and release my heart to live again, to feel again. And Jesus, we just pray that hearts come alive, hearts get healed, hearts get touched. And that your mind is stilled. Your mind serves your heart. We sang this song earlier and we've deliberately picked it up over the last couple of weeks. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. And for some of us, that border has been our mind. Like, I have to understand before I step in. But the kingdom is really not. I understand who He is and that's enough. I don't have to understand what He's doing or what He's asking of me. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. There is no end to it. There is no limit to it. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me. You know, that's a fair sign. You're right in the middle of the will of God, that is. Because if it's comfortable, it's probably, unless it's impossible, we're probably missing something. Then it says, you never failed and you won't start now. 
If any of you feel like God failed you, number one, it's actually okay to tell him that. It's, uh, he can handle it. He's actually really secure in who he is. <laughs> it's actually okay to tell him that. God, I feel like you failed me in that season. But as long as we say that from a place of, God, you are so much bigger. You see the beginning from the end and I don't see a scrap. And we give him permission to go, God, I embrace you anyway. I embrace you in the midst of what I don't understand and still lead me to that place where my trust is without borders. Because one day I'll see, one day I'll know. Sometimes it's a need to know basis only. God, we just release a fresh, deep trust in You. Where our minds can't comprehend it, where our minds don't understand it, we just let go of the, needs for our, the need for our mind to be in control. And we give permission for our heart and our spirit to rise up and lead as we're meant to. In Jesus' Name. As we wind up, can I just encourage you across the front? Now, some of you have got individual stuff going on. You may want to stay in that. But if you're able to, I want you to just turn to somebody around you. I just want you to start praying for each other along those lines. Start just praying, increase of fire, not from a worksy performance place, but just from cooperating with what the Father's doing. And just start to pray recompense. Start to, to pray divine justice for everything that's been stolen, that there would be a return seven times greater. Now, pray for them like you'd like to be prayed for. Chances are you'll get it back. Go for it. If any of you need to go, of course, you're very welcome to do that. But can I just encourage you right now, let's just make the most of what God's doing. Just turn and pray for each other and let, let's be the hands and feet of Jesus to one another. Yeah, bless you.